0: Hello. Hey Omar, how's it going?
1: Good. How are you? How are you? I'm
0: um, good. Um so this is um the first a podcast
1: without a name yet. We'll get to that later.
0: Yeah, well, oh yeah, that's that's one of our topics. But uh yeah, so this is the first episode of a podcast to be, to be named later. Um and so welcome and let's get into uh the history here. So We tried to start a podcast, what is it, when did you live on Second Street? It was like maybe five years ago?
1: So I think it was about, I want to say seven years ago.
0: Seven! Wow, seven years ago. So this is a podcast, uh, seven years in the making. Um, Omar and I got together and um, when we were recording the first uh, episode, we, we both had a mutual meltdown. And we decided to part ways because of creative differences. Um, and then we put it on the shelf. And now it seems like a good time to to do a podcast. I guess, I mean... Yeah, I guess we, the
1: Armageddon is here. And we were like, "Oh, well, it's going to be now or never.
0: <laughs> yeah. It
1: kind of pushed us towards it. Finally doing it after seven years. It kind of Since that mutual meltdown of uh, passing it on and off. Yeah, and...
0: Um, well, I think it would be worthwhile to talk a little bit about our our preparation for this episode. So, I I think the preparation was I I texted you uh, midweek, this this past week, and said Thursday hey, night. I think I
1: think it was yeah Thursday.
0: yeah, and and I said hey maybe it's time to start the podcast, and you said yeah let's do it, and we yeah. exchanged yeah. a couple text messages, and um and then. Then we got um we tested Skype, we both downloaded Skype to our phone and tested that, and then basically we were on our way, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've actually I never used Skype before in my life until this week, uh, because of the virus situation. My guitar lessons are now through Skype, so. Oh okay. So I've used it twice this week, including right now. So yeah, I've been using a lot of Skype lately, and uh, it's coming in handy. It's coming in handy. So uh, yeah, like I think what drove us nuts seven years ago when we try to do it, is we did so much preparation for it and so much thinking about like how to do it what we're gonna do what the topic's gonna be and this time we're just sort of like you know let's just go let's yeah. just do it try it figure it out as we go along um so before we get into like the
0: name of the podcast like one of the uh questions i i had for both of us is do we think that the, it, there's a demand for this thing or is it more of just a passion project?
1: I think it's more of a passion project because there's so many millions of podcasts out there. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what, and we haven't even figured out a consistent theme or topic yet. So I don't know that there's necessarily a demand for it. I think it's just a fun thing to do. And you know, I think if, we, if it's good, and we enjoy doing it, and people enjoy listening to it. It'll demand, will kind of come.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. I just what do want you to think?
1: Leave, but, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> don't think anybody's clamoring for this, <laughs> but they don't know. But you know, there's uh, unknown unknowns, and I would say that this podcast is an unknown unknown. Is that people don't know what they don't have. So. Right. I would, right. That, have, that was uh, yeah.
1: that was Steve Jobs' big thing. Like he wasn't thinking about what. What, what are consumers looking for? And he was just creating things that he thought was cool, and then consumers would want it because it was cool. So,
0: yeah, well, I, yeah, we're like, like the next I,
1: Steve Jobs.
0: Yeah, I was quoting uh, McNamara, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, all right, so uh, should we talk
1: oh. name? Yeah, so the name we were thinking about seven years ago was, I'm trying to think if it was actually seven years ago. I don't know, I've moved like five times since then. But yeah. The the name was we were thinking about you said was the history of now yeah so I feel like it's almost too on point this time I don't know uh, what do you what do you think about that title uh,
0: I mean it, to me it's yes. I I guess there's a certain point where it becomes too on point but I feel like it's, it's on point <laughs> okay I
1: like it but what else you got you got any did you I have, anything down? I have a couple other ones uh. I've, spent, I've I've mentioned to you that I've been playing dodgeball lately, so I'm always trying to come up with good names for the dodgeball team. So mm-hmm. here's one. Paper cups inside of plastic cups inside of paper cups.
0: Whoa, okay.
1: I like that. What else you got? <laughs> uh, the bootleg series volume fill in the blank. It could be volume dodge volume. Uh, I don't know. Well, um,
0: I I think we sh- I don't know that we need dodge in there because we're not playing dodgeball, but like right. the bootlegs bootlegs theories um, volume twelve or something would be good I guess. I I still like the what was it paper cups inside of plastic cups inside of paper cups. Yeah, paper
1: cups inside of plastic cups inside of paper.
0: Whoa that has a, that's a strong one all right what else
1: yeah I, I, I kind of like that one it yeah. i didn't i I didn't have corona virus in mind with that, but it kind of fits in a weird way
0: um, like as a safety precaution kind of thing? I guess so I don't know I
1: don't remember what I was thinking when I came up with it. Okay. I remember being proud of myself
0: what else um what else do you got that's
1: that's all I got for now
0: okay well i would i would say i mean paper cups inside of plastic cups inside of paper cups is it's pretty solid um so it's like do we want to be more abstract or more on the nose um you know we gotta we gotta think about this in in a in a very long rear view mirror kind of sense like in in 10 years like what do we what do we think the best name is i think that's so like i don't know how, how i'm gonna be 40 so when i'm 50 I want this podcast to be named, and I would say, you know, maybe being abstract is a little more fun. I don't know, I'm I'm debating it in my mind, so I don't know. What what do you think?
1: Uh, let's think about it over the next week and uh, get maybe a little bit of audience feedback, and then uh, yeah, let's let's settle on it next week. And uh, while we're on the way of uh, speaking about audiences, if anyone wants to sponsor this podcast, we're totally open to that. Oh yeah, yeah. We're looking for sponsors. Uh, doesn't you know? We know beggars can't be choosers. So if you have something shady you want to peddle, you know, we're not above sponsoring that. Illegal drugs, fake coronavirus uh, treatments. We'll pedal whatever. Well,
0: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I did, We we didn't discuss uh, the moral footing of this. So um us get to know where we
1: stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well At yeah point, yeah once' we're, once we're popular we can be more choosy you know yeah and but so this, like are we looking for bitcoin or
0: American currency which do we think is gonna uh, I, last?
1: The, bitcoin's a little too complicated for me I don't yeah. know I don't you know I've heard about bitcoin if you like forget your password you lose your bitcoins and stuff I don't know we want American currency yeah you know I, how I mean, to use bitcoin
0: I don't know how to use I don't know how to use it. Um, I'm just curious about like when there's like global instability, does yeah. like Bitcoin, is is Bitcoin doing better now? Because like the nation states may not uh, persevere or is it, is it uh, more faulty now? I don't know.
1: I don't know. We we could have a finance. Do we know any finance guys we can have as guests?
0: Um, yeah, I'm sure we could wrangle one. That was going to be one of my questions is like, are are we doing interviews with this thing?
1: Yeah, I think it, I think we should have guests on here and there. You know, start with just people we know who can be funny, have have something to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that would be interesting. I I I could rip off a couple uh, potential. I think Eli would be interesting to talk to. Yeah, um, yeah, he, he would have a perspective. Um, Morris would be a good guest. Well, yeah, yeah. would be great um do we want to get into topics do we have topics
1: yeah uh we've got we've got a couple topics all right uh should i go first yeah yeah go for it all right so first topic is uh pretty relevant now dealing with stress Mm -hmm. obviously coronavirus is stressing people out myself included what, what do we have for dealing with stress? One thing I like doing, I've been doing, I don't know, for a year about, is I've been keeping a journal, which is kind of a nice way to process my thoughts, think about things, you know, something about getting it down on paper uh, yeah. makes me just look at things in a different way. It's, it's sort of calming, but also like it makes you realize some some things are out of your control, some things are just silly, some things are not as important as you thought they were, and uh, it's it's just sort of a fun way, and you know, sometimes I just write two or three sentences, I'm too tired, but sometimes it becomes, uh, I just get on a roll, and before I know it, I've written like three or four pages down about something, so, uh, yeah, wow, Um, so I I have some questions, Um, how long did you say you've been doing that? Uh, I want to say seven or eight
0: months, something like that. Oh, wow. So I I, I think that you could file that under a thing that a lot of people want to do or say they're going to do and actually don't do. So that's, that's really interesting. Um, I, I think that like when I want to really figure out a problem, I, you know, writing it down in a notebook and like, you know, a couple of bullet points or whatever it may be is really useful. Um, so, like, how did you get into that? Like, where did you, like, learn that practice?
1: Uh, I guess around that time, I read a book called Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, who was an emperor of Rome around, I think, the first century AD. So, like, around the year 150, 100, somewhere around there. And he uh, kept a journal. And it wasn't wasn't the type of journal that like a teenage kid would keep today where he's just describing what happened. It's much more, it's much more abstract where he's just trying to kind of apply philosophy to his life. And my, my journal isn't quite like that. It's probably halfway between his and what like a 10 year old describing like daily (laughs) events. But, uh, so it's sort of a mix of the two. And, uh, I've always also been a fan of Anne Frank's diary, uh, which was, you know, a way she processed her thoughts, obviously under way, way, way more dire circumstances. But, so I've always kind of thought, you know, it's two of my favorite books were just sort of people writing down their thoughts. So I think I should give it a try too.
0: Yeah, no, it's interesting. What is that that like, we are like you can understand like because the you know the written language is not like if if we think like instinctually like how we think about the world like you know the written language is not that old but like uh, what is it that uh, causes us to process better when we write things down
1: uh i would say it's I would say it's kind of being less emotional emotional about something. So it's it's interesting hmm. that you brought up, you know, writing things down isn't instinctual, and I think that's kind of the
0: benefit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, it takes you out of being a, an animal, kind of, and it makes you something else.
1: Yeah, yeah. So instincts are good in some ways, but they're not good in a lot of ways in modern society, I think. So it's sort of like if you're too if if you're too reactive you know you want to camp down
0: yeah no that makes sense yeah i think that's kind of the benefit of it all right well you figured that out (laughs) good job (laughs) uh so what else we got (laughs) uh so you're echoing quite a a bit what what are you uh what's your uh setup
1: so I'm talking on an iPad.
0: Okay. You but might I, want to just get a little closer, or you're, you're a bit echoey.
1: Okay. Is, is it better or worse?
0: Yeah, that's better. That's better.
1: Okay.
0: There. Yeah. So, and, what, yeah, what else we got?
1: Uh, just the other stuff is sort of general. I wrote down m- meditating, but if I'm being honest, I'm not the best meditator for some reason doing nothing tends to be the hardest thing for me to do yeah Uh, i before coronavirus i was i would always walk home from work which was you know like two and a half miles and i would try not to think about anything so i think something where you can just be alone with your thoughts uh limit news inputs obviously we should be following the news now but not too too much
0: yeah because it's well what is it that you know like if if you follow the news it's like um you know like the purpose is so you know what to do and i think we unless you're in a a position of power or critical capability um there's not much you need to do besides you know uh stay home I mean, that's oversimplifying things granted um but but, uh, but you're one thing you, you you talk about meditation and while i agree it's very difficult to like to meditate and to find and to like find that concentration you know like i think that like there's things that you can like we do in our our daily lives that are like meditative like and the th- first thing that comes to mind for me is uh is like cooking like I know you started cooking recently, um, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of go on and off it a little bit, but yeah, I mean, now that now that I'm working from home, I've been cooking more. Yeah, yeah I feel like that. Like when I like I'm
0: cooking and chopping onions and stuff, that's what I like, kind of z- like zone out a bit. It's always good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, doing something where you're single-tasking.
0: Yeah, single-tasking.
1: Is is gonna relax you more than multitasking just because it's hard it's hard to relax if you're doing like eight different things at the same time and just jumping from one task to another task to another task so you know we both like playing guitar you know that can have a meditative quality to it uh did you just come up with that single tasking or is that i mean i'm i don't know i'm sure someone has said it before but i'll take credit so yeah, and uh, those would those would be my big couple. I
0: cool. Do you have
1: Do you have any of that we haven't touched upon?
0: Uh, wait, are we still talking about like stress management?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, no, yeah, no, that's it. Okay. Oh, listen to music loud. <laughs>
1: loud, cool. Yeah. What's the benefit of listening to it loud as opposed to low? <laughs> um, I I mean that. Because
0: it's it's uh it's all vibration based, so um you know you can hear music, but like you also should also feel music, right? So like that's why like seeing a live band is good because they're they're pumping it out. Um, so it's uh it's it's um so it's not just like singular and in, in the sensories. Uh, it's it's you know it's like it's in your skin and and your you know fingers and whatnot
1: cool cool yeah that makes sense that makes sense
0: yeah and i um i tuned into i i, I think i texted you attention um about the uh willie nelson show like there was um a live streaming show they did a couple nights ago yeah uh yeah and on twitch and it was cool it had a. Uh, it had like Kurt Vile. I missed Kurt Vile. There was Jewel, Paul Simon, uh, and then like surprise guest Neil Young, oh, and,
1: cool.
0: and then Willie Nelson. It was really awesome. Like, um, like uh, Neil did um, "Vampire Blues" off of uh, "The Beach." Do you know that album?
1: I don't know. I have, is that from the '80s? No, no, no like, that's that's, that's um, from. Early seventies,
0: so that was right after. Uh, I want to say it was after like, um, what is it? Tonight's the night. Is that the album or is that the song? Oh, cool. Yeah. I know,
1: I know this. Oh, I know the song "On the Beach," but I don't think I've listened to the album. Yeah, that's a great album. You should check that out. Cool, cool. Yeah, but yeah, was we're... it was it sad in a way though to be like, well, instead of actually going to a concert, I'm live streaming a concert.
0: Um. I mean, I guess the general acknowledgement of uh, the isolationist state that we're in currently is a bit uh, uh, spiritually demeaning. But uh, otherwise, it was a nice little surprise because I hadn't even heard about it until my brother mentioned it. And I I tuned in and it was happening. And, you know, the perseverance of spirit, I think... uh, 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 tip the balance into uh happiness as opposed to sadness
1: right right one one avenue gets closed down you have to take a different road
0: right yeah yeah ingenuity and uh perseverance
1: yeah cool cool yeah i'll have to have to check out some of the live i've seen a lot of those are going to be popping up i'll have to check some out
0: so i i i I had a you know one of the, the the topic points i had um, it, it you know I'm a little concerned that it might be a little bit too um, armchair. Um, what is it? Uh, general? Yeah, no, not general, but too thinky. But let, let's give it a shot. Okay. All right. Um. So this came up in the course of just a discussion on 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 Facebook. Was somebody posted something? Uh, one of my brother's friends. Tenant uh, Tennant McGee uh, posted a an article about something about the universe being i don't know some one some something about oneness of the universe, and uh, it got me thinking about something uh, that when I was in undergrad about um, a philosophy and the sense of universal consciousness, and so, yeah, so just you know prepare for that okay. Um, so, so I'm I'm gonna read uh, I'm gonna read a, a lengthy quote, um, and uh, we can cut it out, you know, if it if it seems it proves to be boring. Um, but this is from uh, let's see uh, the writer was this is analysis of a philosopher and his, his the writer is Raymond Markin, at, and uh, the Catholic, from the Catholic University of America. Ah, uh, Columbia School of Law, just to give some some credit there. Um, but uh, so so is this in reference to Schopenhauer? Have you heard of Schopenhauer, the uh, yeah. German philosopher? Okay, yeah. So um, so I'm going to read a quote here. Uh, Schopenhauer, echoing Luther, saw the foundation of morality as a problem of metaphysics, rather as a uh, rather than a problem of ethics. That is, what one is rather than what one does. Um, His metaphysics has something quite clear to say about the ethical milieu in which we find ourselves. Uh, Nature uh, has her center in every individual for each one is the entire will to live. Accordingly, he conceives himself as the kernel and center of the world and considers himself infinitely important. Uh, On the other hand, if he looks outward, He is then in the province of the representation of the mere phenomenon, where he sees himself as an individual among an infinite number of other individuals, and consequently as something extremely insignificant. The base condition in which we find ourselves is egoism, and because our preceding minds function normally in the world of phenomena, Where time, space, causality, plurality, and individuality hold sway, our egoism is conditioned by those factors. We separate the world into I and not I, but according to Schopenhauer's metaphysics, at that other level, the level of thing in itself or true reality, none of those factors hold sway. At the level of true reality, our egoism is a very basic and fundamental error. It is not simply an error of personal illusion that besets each of us, although that is also the case. The will itself, since it exists whole and entire in each of us, is an error. In Schopenhauer's words, individualism keeps the will to live in error or to its own true nature. Um, So, yeah, uh, finishing the quote there uh yeah th- I, I was you know thinking about this came up like as a uh just happenstance but like it it really speaks to like why would one be compassionate you know why? like what what is the, the foundation for compassion if we're all like you know conditioned to be egocentric um and it seemed to be you know like uh, i don't know just like pertinent to to these times uh, um so i don't know like that was a lot of rambling but i'm uh, uh, curious if you had any response
1: yeah i would say to address your question as to why uh, why be altruistic uh, what a scientist would say is just human beings evolved that way uh, you know some animals are very very social like lions tigers aren't social at all they just they're they are pretty much complete loners and it's sort of it's the way humans evolved to because it's good for them to take care of each other
0: like reciprocity
1: yeah yeah like what's good you know what's good for the hive is good for the bee type of thing uh that, it's not a very comforting answer uh what a philosopher, or what some philosophers would say. You know, it's funny, I think you just, you brought up, uh, uh, You, you I, I think you, did you mention the Big Bang at some point in, in the beginning of that?
0: Um, no, I did
1: not mention the Big Bang, but. Oh, oh, well, maybe I'm, I, I, think, I think you mentioned something about how everything, how there's a part of everybody in, how we all come from the same source, or something yeah, like I that. mean,
0: there's a yeah, the, the the uh the uh metaphysical component is that let's see, let me let me go back. That'd be helpful. Um, oh yeah, if and because our uh, perceiving minds function normally in the world of phenomena, where time, space, causality, plurality, and individually hold sway, our ego is. Yeah, I don't know. That actually is not the, the the thing I was looking for. But yeah, that there there's a component of the infinite infiniteness of our experience.
1: Yeah, so you know, it's kind of interesting to think about it that uh you know, according to the Big Bang theory, everything everything that exists now that ever existed, that ever will exist, all can trace its roots back to the Big Bang. So in that way, not only are we connected to every person, but we're connected to every other living being and everything Wait, that's non-living too. Can you say that again? Will you cut out for a second, please? Yeah. So what? Uh, according to the Big Bang theory, everything that's ever existed can tie its roots back to the Big Bang. So that way, we're we're connected to everything, and I'll, I'm not sure exactly what that has to do about a reason for altruism, but it is sort of a basis for a philosophical idea that, you know, we're not all just on an island by ourselves. We're actually connected to each other and actually connected to everything else.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, I think that is actually fundamental to the point is that if, if we all, if, if everything originates from, from one thing, therefore everything, every, every one and everything is, is that thing, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like getting back to the, the, like, I, I thought this was interesting because um, there's, there's, there's two ways to look at, you know, uh m- Uh, ethics and one of them is that it's um it's like kind of the right thing to do and there's there are punitive consequences for you know not doing the right thing and then there's like this is interesting because it's a metaphysical imperative of like like you're basically like you know you are your brother kind of idea uh it it, is to me it's i mean i'm not a, a religious uh person clearly um it, it seems a lot more, um, you know, adult and sustainable uh, to be like, well, don't don't do this because you're uh, gonna be slapped on the wrist. It's do it because basically you're you're effing yourself uh, if you don't, you know. So yeah. I guess it's a, it's a harder sell because there's no immediate punitive uh, repercussions for for uh, bad behavior.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, actually, I mentioned Marcus Aurelius's meditations earlier, and it's actually something he talks about in it, where he starts it off by talking about how it, it's unnatural, he uses the word unnatural, he says it's unnatural to be angry at my fellow person or t- to do someone else wrong because we're all connected. And that's kind of like a common theme of, uh, like in an ancient, some ancient Roman philosophy.
0: Interesting.
1: I, I didn't know that uh, Marcus Aurelius would come up so frequently in this podcast. <laughs> Neither did uh, I.
0: I'm wondering if this should be the the Mark, uh the Marcus Aurelius hour. This should be the name.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh...
0: are we uh yeah, I mean, so are still, we wrapping so, up
1: yeah i mean i'm still kind of thinking about what you know i guess the heart of your question is why be altruistic and i guess i'm still sort of thinking about it uh i you know is it i don't know do you, do you have any further thoughts on wrapping up like why would be altruistic
0: um well, I mean, there's, I mean, the, the simple, like you said about like, like, um, herd animals or what, you know, like the yeah. the uh, reciprocity is like, is, is just generally like a good thing to develop. I mean, that's like one of the fundamental um, functions of like different groups and cultures interchanging is is reciprocity. It's like it's better to be, you know working together than to be warring, you know, I mean, that's like, if you you look at like, you know, uh, the native Americans, uh, tribes is they, they uh, eventually these different tribes came together and formed, you know, the league of nations in, in, the New York area. And because it was fundamentally, um, a better, a better, you know, a, a more, um, I don't know what's a, what's the word like just a better way of living to be like that so like that is just a, a a fundamental force but if there is something that's underlying you know like why that you know why that is an important like why that's uh, critical it's it's either uh, I think it's my take is it's either you know the there's uh, just a right a punitive uh, uh, right and wrong reward system or it's it's something more. Uh, you know, fundamental at, about at a metaphysical level of oneness. And I don't think we, I don't know. I don't, I, we probably won't resolve that here, but yeah. that's that's my take. So chalk me up for the one oneness of uh, the universal mind.
1: Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a beautiful idea to me. And like you said, there's no way to prove it or disprove it. But, you know, I think it's uh, something that gives hope. Yeah, I uh, I came across this today. Actually, uh, something I thought was pretty funny. Did you know Chubby Checkers wrote a sequel to the song "Twist and Shout" called "Another Twist"? Uh, yeah, I, I actually thought there was like even more than uh, oh there sequel.
0: I think there's like like he you know like he's he's cashing he, well he did he just perish. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um Yeah, I think he's like cashed a lot of checks on like writing different versions of the twist, but um but why do you, you bring it up?
1: I just thought it was interesting because it's so commonly done with movies, but it's so rarely done with songs. Like there's no like Wonder Wall Two or <laughs> Tonight, tonight, tonight. <laughs> Uh, i'm surprised the record industry never like cashed in on sequels the way that's a great idea for a bad record executive yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah i mean it would lead to bad music but you know i i'd I'd say these superhero movies are all pretty bad too and it's a good business move. so
0: maybe one more time one more time yeah (laughs) No,
1: I'm surprised that
0: we've not been um des you know like riddled with those kind of awful redundant songs. So, it's like it's a keen observation.
1: Yeah. Uh another thing I wanted to throw at you. You think survivalists should feel vindicated now? Um
0: well, actually I'm I'm glad you brought that up because um i was thinking about the the notion of like i guess survivalist um the notion of being prepared like what does it mean to be prepared right um that it's like it's a it's a, it's a sliding scale so like like when there are uh, like going back to like unknown unknowns like you can't prepare for everything right like there's that's like the uh uh, the, the, uh many things can happen That we don't know about so there's like an appropriate amount of of prep uh, preparedness that we need to have but no I I, I don't think so because they were preparing for um, what were they preparing for like I guess if they had ventilators they would be back and prepared
1: (laughs) yeah I don't think they should feel vindicated it's uh, I mean we can still get what we need. And it's not... Right. And they were pretty annoying about it. And, and they probably still stress themselves out for years and years. Right. There's, so there's, something, the... there's something
0: about... Um, so, like, you know... You want to be prepared and intelligent. You know, like you want to have a fire extinguisher in your house. Or smoke alarms, right? Because those... The most likely things to happen but you have to you have to draw a line because otherwise I mean at all times you you could be just paralyzed um, and you know talking about stress you know like you could be to the point of uh, insanity or debilitation um, a, a, about being prepared for every potential scenario and that's you know, for, you know like we have like the issues we have around guns in this country is is about like the worst case scenario and how to re- re- respond to that. Um So like, yeah, I think I, th- I think it's like it's it's tough, especially like right now, to be like thinking about how do you prepare for things. Um But you know, I would have expected that you know the CDC might have had some, you know, why not have you know twenty thousand ventilators on in some warehouse somewhere? Couldn't, right. Couldn't and hurt. Yeah. Couldn't hurt yeah yeah so yeah i guess you know it's a you don't want to be paralyzed by the what-ifs of the world because the world is fundamentally unpredictable and that's what's great about the world um but and the the alternative is like always be you know i think that there's you know every time there's a disaster there's the lessons of that of that scenario where you you should learn from it. So hopefully we'll, you know, we'll learn from this because, you know, if this was a, a disease at the same communic- uh, uh communication, uh, what I'm, I'm struggling for that word, but like, um, you know, same level of uh, conveyance between people, but also a, a 20% mortality rate, then, you know, we'd be in a, in a far more dire hell. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we'll prepare in some degree. For the
1: future but
0: no the survivalists are not vindicated because they were preparing for some other bullshit
1: yeah I agree and uh, before we wrap up I just wanted to throw out there uh, how's the last week week and a half been for you I assume you've been working from home during the week your daily rhythms have been somewhat thrown off uh, spending a lot more time with your dog than you normally would, with your wife than you normally would. Uh, yeah. How has the last week been?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, challenging. Um. I. It was nice that it was nice weather. Uh. I, I, to be honest, I felt cooped up, and I. You know, I was. I'm thankful to be able to work. You know, remotely. Um. And still have a job and a paycheck, but. I felt a certain amount of um, you know uh, just uh, insignificance of my daily tasks. and i I needed the weekend really bad because I, I, I just I just didn't like what I was doing and was not enjoying it. And so it was you know nice weather yesterday, and so we we got up on the roof and and hung out, and that was like a major relief. And you know, had some drinks and forgot about things and stopped checking the news every two seconds. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a crazy. You know, I've gone for some runs and in the gray sky have had some thoughts of apocalypse, and that's been challenging to say the least. Um, you know, we're we talking about yeah, we were just talking about preparedness. Is like I don't I don't know. Like it seems day to day, like whether there will be like. Um, everything will be fine or, uh, you know, there'll be, you know, the total apocalypse. So when you, when,
1: when you go for your runs, how good are you at keeping the six foot idea? Do you like run in place or take a detour? So you're not going by somebody. Yeah. I mean,
0: um, when I went, I went for a run today and I went down to Columbus Ave by the, on the riverfront, for those not from from Philly, because um, clearly this is going to have a very wide audience. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like you know, there was some people about, and you know, you, you I think for the most part, I kept a, a a six to ten foot distance from everybody. You know, you you find that path. It wasn't really challenging. It was, you know, the only time was like when I was behind the casino, the sugar sugar house casino, like now it's called something else but uh you know there's like i was on a pathway that was like 10 feet wide so you know it's about five feet but for the most part you know i walked through the uh pen treaty park and it was all good and so mostly kept kept the distance cool cool yeah so should we wrap up there
1: yeah won't we end there And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We will will see you all next week.
0: So is this a weekly thing?
1: I think so.